I will not take a long time this morning. My intention is to open Psalm 91 with you this morning. And so I'll ask you to take your Bible, bring your Bible and open it there. And open it prayerfully, carefully, thoughtfully. One thing we need to mention as as we begin this morning is that the Scriptures cannot fail. It's very clear that Jesus taught that the Scriptures must be fulfilled They cannot fail. We're opening the scriptures. Psalm 91 is absolute, uh, absolutely true. It cannot fail. It means exactly what it says. However, as we we reflect on the promises and the statements made in Psalm 91, inevitably we'll come up with questions. We have questions about uh, certain times and places and situations where It appears as if individuals were not protected. Angels did not come to rescue them. And we know about these kinds of situations, circumstances. We may be troubled by some of these things. But we need to say right at the beginning, God, I worship you. I worship you. You are absolutely righteous in all all the things that you do. 
in all your works. And I worship you, and I surrender to your wisdom, even when I do not understand, have sufficient light or understanding to see all your purposes. Lord, open my eyes that I might see more clearly as I come before you worshipfully, prayerfully, carefully. Oftentimes, these great promises are not experienced because the terms, conditions are not met. Now, I think sometimes we use this, we use this as an excuse. We try to put blame on people for having insufficient faith. It is true that there may be a lack of faith that results in promises not being received. That's true. That can happen. That does happen. But we should not blame people in all circumstances because uh, there, there are times when it is the will of the Lord to move in a direction different from the one that we would desire or anticipate. It seems to be an exception to, for example, what we may read in Psalm 91. There may be exceptional circumstances. There are times when individuals experience a martyr's death, and they may experience a martyr's death early and not experience a long life, as is promised in Psalm 91. But that does not mean that Psalm 91 is not true. Psalm 91 is absolutely certain. And everything that is stated in Psalm 91 is thus says the Lord. But for example, oftentimes you will find individuals who love the Lord with a wonderful and tremendous zeal. And they may be uh, people of prayer. And they spend considerable time praying for the lost, praying for loved ones, praying for the salvation of souls. And they will say as they pray, Lord, whatever it takes, Lord, whatever it takes, bring this loved one to yourself. Now, that's quite a thing to say. And there are times when the cause of Christ is advanced by the early departure of an individual from this life to, to be with the Lord. There are many of these situations and circumstances that go beyond our present ability to understand. But we will, rest assured, we will see these clearly one day. But remember as we open the pages of Scripture this morning to Psalm 91, that this passage means exactly what it says and we are invited by the Lord to enter into it this morning and to make the Lord himself our refuge and our fortress. 9-11 was yesterday, the 20th anniversary of September the 11th, 2001, and the horrific attacks upon the United States homeland. Today is a new day in which we move on and place the 20th anniversary behind us not forgotten, but our attention is turned to those things that lie ahead. Psalm 91, beginning with verse 1, is a different version of 911. Let us come to this psalm prayerfully with open heart, so that the message here may increasingly become our daily experience. 
there are clear statements of fact here that are based upon something we do and those things that God alone does. The human author of this psalm received these clear statements from another, and he, the same another, is the Holy Spirit whom Jesus promised would be our advocate. The one who inspired the psalmist is the one who will inspire us this morning as we open the scripture. Our subject this morning is my refuge and my fortress, Psalm 91. And beginning to read this morning, Psalm 91, again, verse 1. And as I usually do, I will read the verse and comment as I proceed through, especially with passages such as the Psalms. He who dwells in the secret shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Now, to dwell and to abide is to continue to remain in a specific place. This is not an occasional visit or cottage life. This is home life, or the place in which we habitually reside. The place of abode is identified as the shelter of the Most High and the shadow of the Almighty. Abiding in this place is placed before us as we move on from 9-11. Verse 2, I will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. This is what we are urged to do. Speak to the Lord, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to say this, to say, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Those who live in places frequented by hurricane or tornado, they have a safe place into which they enter and remain, until the threat is passed. Their confidence is placed in the safe place, not in themselves. This is the message of verse 2. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and bulwark. You will not be afraid of the terror by night, or of the arrow that flies by day, of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. Verses 3 and 4, they speak of the things that God will do. He delivers from snares and deadly pestilence. He covers and shields and protects so perfectly that all fear of terrorism by day or by night is removed. All fear of unseen pestilence or visible calamities is removed from those who take up residence in the shelter of the Most High. When you are in a strong and secure place, it is easy to be fearless. For example, if your dwelling place can easily withstand 300 miles per hour winds, you can comfortably sip a cup of tea while 200 mile per hour gusts approach. No one would think you reckless or foolish. You are in a refuge and you are in a fortress. Why should you be afraid? It would be unreasonable to fear under these circumstances. Your faith, your confidence is reasonable and comes naturally according to the knowledge you possess. And this is the message of Psalm 91. Verses 7 through 9. 
a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. For you have made the Lord my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. Now, the external world, that is the larger society that surrounds, uh, that surrounds us, may be in a state of extreme turmoil, being unharmed while thousands are falling around you. It contemplates external conflict and devastation. And this psalm agrees with the biblical principle that spiritual reality manifests in time-space reality. That is, first there is spiritual reality, and then as a consequence of that spiritual reality, then there is a manifestation in time and space of a visible reality. In 2021, there is a spiritual communion with evil in the interior lives of increasing numbers of human beings. And this must manifest in the earth as unrest, as mistrust, injustice, violence, and bondage of all kinds. And as this continues, many will fall from pestilence and violence. This is what we see happening now. And we will continue to see this in an increasing manner as the present trends continue. Psalm 91 describes a very different place of spiritual communion. And this is the shelter of the Most High. And this spiritual reality must also manifest in time and space. It is a principle that cannot be resisted. Again, this principle that first there is spirit, then there is a manifestation of that which is spiritual. It's a principle that cannot be resisted, whether it be for good or for evil. And so those who are dwelling in the shadow of the Almighty, they're like those sipping tea in a 300-mile-per-hour-proof fortress, while those living in flimsy tents outside are at the mercy of the merciless 200-mile-per-hour approaching winds. Again, the psalmist writes, You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. For you have made the Lord my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. Verses 10 through 12. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent or your dwelling house. For he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands, lest you strike your foot against a stone. We do not command angels. God does that. We determine where we choose to dwell and abide. That is a choice that God has determined to place in our hands. This is the most consequential choice we will ever make. Of all the choices that we will ever make in this world, this is the most consequential. Making and continuing in that choice over time results in God issuing commands concerning us. This is the scripture Satan distorted while seeking to test the Lord Jesus. Angelic special protection is real, it's sacred, and it's hidden from the eyes of the natural world. Never seek to make a display of those things God has hidden. If they are ever intended to be made visible, leave that to God. 
while you continue to say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. Verse 13, you will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you will trample down. And this is being above and not beneath. This is being the head and not the tail. Now as we come to verse 14, this now in verse 14 is God speaking directly to the one who has and continues to speak to him and say this to him, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Now in verse 14, God will say this with reference to the one who has placed their trust in him. And this is what God will say. Because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With a long life, I will satisfy him and let him behold my salvation. Now in these verses 14 through 16, notice the things that God does. And I'll go through and list these things that God does. God does these things. We do not do these things. We put our trust and confidence in him. We determine by choice that we will make him our refuge and our fortress and place our trust and confidence in him. Then, as a consequence of that, these things God will do. He will deliver us. He will set us securely above the danger. He will answer when we call. And he will be with us in trouble, trouble of all kinds. And that reminds us of the fourth man in Daniel in the fiery furnace. The fourth man. He will be with us in trouble. He will rescue us. He will honor us. We will not need to rescue ourselves. He will rescue us. He will honor us. He will provide a long and satisfying life. He will do that for us. He will provide us with a long and satisfying life. Not just a long life, a long and satisfying life. And then God will let us behold his deliverance. He will let us observe his restoration, his rescue, his wholeness. He will let us behold all these things as from a spectator position. We will be like spectators, and observe these things that God permits us to see that he is doing. Psalm 91 is given to individuals. It's not primarily given to nations, but to individuals. But nations are composed of individuals. And if today, this day, this day today, September the 12th, 2021, if Psalm 91 would be taken to heart, and acted upon by significant numbers of individuals, we would see a nation saved in a day. And so we start with ourselves. Start with yourself. Then with family members. The truth of Psalm 91 is freely offered to all who will hear and welcome its message. Now you have a sense of the perils that lie ahead. I believe we all have a a sense. Some may see these perils 
those that lie ahead of us more clearly than others. Some may see some that others do not see, but we all see something of the perils that lie ahead of us. They come with stealth, and most often time to escape to a safe place is not given. In other words, when we are aware of what's happening and make an effort to escape it, oftentimes there is insufficient time to do that. And so the reasonable thing to do is to flee to that place of refuge now without delay. Psalm 91 describes where that place is, what that place is, and what will happen when we make that place our refuge. Because he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91, my refuge and my fortress. music this morning on opening is We Thank You, Lord, by Jay Connor, and the album is Songs from the Heart and Soul. And to conclude, this morning is A Shelter in the Time of Storm by Stephen Anderson. The album is History of the Hymnal. 